the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. The Biden economy continues to falter. Here's White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Even though there's evidence that inflationary pressures are easing, two economic indicators are causing more pain for Americans. Last week, the average long-term U.S. mortgage rate jumped to more than 7%, its highest level in 20 years. That's tough news for would-be home buyers already facing high home prices caused by a lack of supply. And according to AAA, the national average price of gas has increased about 30 cents per gallon over the past month. Greg Clugston. Washington. Officials in Southern California bracing for a lot of rain on the way. Hillary now a weakened Category 1 hurricane, but forecasters say the storm likely to bring catastrophic and life-threatening flooding to various parts of the southwest. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Visit am1280thepatriot.com and click the half-off deals icon so you can check out the Patriot Half-Off Deals program. You can save 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. It's the Patriot Half-Off Deals program at am1280thepatriot.com. From a Genovations Region Weather Center, this evening's low 63 degrees. Some partly cloudy skies moving in. Into Monday, mostly sunny, high around 86 degrees. You're listening to am1280thepatriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd uh, like to check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Like and follow our Facebook page if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream of the broadcast up and running, so feel free to check us out there as well. So I want to get to some uh, local stories. Uh, well, at least one local story from this past week. Uh, I want to, first of all, I want to go back to the week before the 2022 midterms when Tim Walls, uh, Governor Tim Walls here in Minnesota, took to his personal Twitter account, and he was referring to his opponents, uh, Scott Jensen and uh, Scott Jensen's running mate, Matt Burke. He says, millionaires like Scott and Matt don't understand that working Minnesotans need $2,000 checks in their pockets. They killed that deal for their self-interest. But when Peggy Flanagan and I are reelected, we'll push to get this done. So basically, Tim Walls, literally four days before the election, was saying, hey, you know what? Vote for us, and uh, we'll work to get $2,000 checks in your pocket. I mean, that's how it reads, doesn't it? 
basically like telling Minnesotans, you vote for me and I'll, uh, I'll make it worth your while. And, of course, we had an $18 billion surplus. And that's a result of Minnesotans being overtaxed. So, naturally, you, if you're going to overcharge somebody, I mean, uh, here's the analogy I like to use. You go to a you go to a restaurant and you know you decide to have a meal night decide to have dessert the whole shoot and match, and you get your bill, and you realize later on oh my gosh they overcharged me by fifty bucks, and obviously you're going to point that out, and it would be like the restaurant giving you back maybe five bucks, or saying you know what uh, there are other people in the restaurant here who kind of fell short on their bill. Um, we're going to use what we overcharged you and use it to satisfy their bills and kind of balance it out that way. I mean, you probably wouldn't stand for that, would you? I mean, it's not the best analogy. I get it. But that's kind of what we're looking at here. It's like Minnesotans were way overtaxed. And I get it. Of the $18 billion surplus, a good portion of that was one-time COVID funds. It's not going to It's not going to crop up again. I understand that. But still, that money came from the taxpayers. And this idea is that the DFL, they look at it as an opportunity. Well, I remember Senator Ann Rest out of New Hope basically said this is an opportunity to, you know, address a lot of these uh, budget issues that we've had for quite some time. So that's how the that's how the DFL sees things, folks. Overtaxing you is an opportunity to dole it out to people who, you know, didn't pay nearly as much in taxes. So I bring all that up to say that Governor Walls then this past, uh, I guess this would have been Thursday, saying checks of up to $1,300 per family have started going out this week. This back-to-school season, we're taking a weight off family shoulders by sending checks to millions of Minnesotans. Well, okay, yeah, there are checks of up to $1,300. That's true. But... That's only if you're a family of five or more, okay? Because really what the what the plan entails is it's uh, $260 per single filer, $520 per married couple, and another $260 will be received for each dependent in a qualifying household with a cap of up to three dependents. So if you have more than three kids... Your SOL, sorry, old lad. Isn't that what SOL stands for? Sorry, old lad. No, I know what it stands for. But that, was a, that was an old joke my grandfather always used to convey. <laughs> but the point is, is that, okay, family of five, you get 1300 bucks. That's a little different than the $2,000 to working Minnesotans. And by the way, you notice how in that tweet back in, on November 4th, Tim Walls didn't didn't define what he considers a working Minnesotan. But when the DFL put together this legislation, a uh, they talked about that a married couple with three children that earned less than 150 grand in 2021, they can expect to receive a $1300 check. However, a family with four or more children that earned just over the $150,000 threshold, okay? At the height of the pandemic, when many families were at home with children during school days, yeah, sorry, you're out of luck. You're out of luck. And again, this is uh, from an Alpha News piece from Hank Long. Uh, um, Yeah, let's see. I'm excited to, this is a, from Hank Long's piece. I'm excited to see the end result of what it will mean for families that are going out to Target or wherever they're going to go to start thinking about those back-to-school supplies, back-to-school clothing, so we can send our little ones off on those exciting first days of school here in the next few weeks, Governor Walls said. Okay, um, that's great. They get the extra $1,300, but not even WCCO. WCCO isn't exactly a conservative bastion. Not even WCCO-TV allowed this spin to go uh, to go ignored. This is from uh, WCCO, uh, CBSnews.com, or WCCO.com, excuse me. Democrats say their rebate checks, tax credits, and changes in Social Security income taxes represent the largest tax cut in Minnesota history. 
However, there are also taxes going up for most Minnesotans. Well, actually, I think instead of calling it a gas tax, they were calling it a road maintenance fee. So to avoid, you know, well, look, we didn't increase taxes. You know, that was the old old, uh, Governor Pawlenty trick when he raised fees, quote-unquote fees, on cigarettes back in the day. Uh, increases that will affect everyone in the state include a new gas tax. Oh, I, no, no, no. Come on. Come on, WCCO. Get it right. Road maintenance fee. Come on now. Uh, starting January 1, that's linked to inflation. The increase could be $0.05 cents a gallon by 2027. That would increase the current state gas tax from $0.28.5 cents to possibly $0.33.5 cents a gallon. Another increase there will be a delivery fee of $0.50 cents on packages valued at more than $100 starting July 1st. There's been a lot of back and forth on what should be included in the delivery fee tax. Right now, according to legislative aides, it does include $0.50 cents for every $100 in clothing, even though Minnesota does not have a tax on clothing. It, will, it won't include deliveries of more than $100 for prepared food, regular foods, baby supplies, and medical supplies. So... Whatever this one-time rebate, $1,300, which, by the way, isn't $2,000, is that going to mitigate the increased fees and taxes and everything else, despite the fact there was an $18 billion surplus? I mean, again, that's great, and it'll help mitigate families for purchasing school supplies coming up. That much is true, but... You're not, we're not even talking about the 1% sales tax increase in the seven-county metro. Okay, How much is that going to impact families? It, it's amazing that they, they somehow, some way, found a way to increase tax, I'm excuse, fees with an $18 billion surplus. And this was after all this grandstanding four days before the election where Tim Walls said, yeah, you know, $2,000 for working families, that's going to go a long, long way. And by the way, I still haven't figured out what he meant about Scott and Matt uh, killed the, that deal of $2,000 checks. They didn't have any power. They were candidates. They didn't serve in the legislature. They weren't elected officials. I, I'm not understanding what he's saying when he said they killed that deal of $2,000 checks for, for their self-interest. And again, uh, the bills are going to come due eventually because there are a lot of high-profile people that I know of personally that have left the state that have a significant er that have significant earning power, and with that significant earning power comes purchasing power. Well, that's no those dollars are no longer going to be spent in the state of Minnesota, and obviously they're not going to be living here anymore. So those you're not going to be able to collect tax dollars from them any longer. So, again, what's going to happen the next budget cycle in a couple of years when inevitably there's could there's a good chance there's going to be a significant deficit? Where are you going to go? Who are you going to ding for those extra tax dollars? So enjoy the $260 now, single filer, or $520 married couple, or if you're a family of five, $1,300, provided you don't make $150,000. Which I got to tell you, in this day and age, particularly in light of inflation, hundred fifty thousand dollars. That, I mean, how far does that stretch you? Particularly now, in if you if you're living in St. Paul, particularly if you're living in St. Paul, Minneapolis, how how far how far can you get on that? So again, I'm not, I'm not meaning to sound like an elitist at all, but I mean, people who are making that, I mean, think about that. Think about that. If there is a family of five. Making $149,000, they get the $1,300 check. But if there's a family of six making, say, $152,000, just literally a $3,000 difference, they're out of luck. Now, that may be kind of a more extreme example, but it definitely is relevant with this plan that was rolled out. So, yeah, again, uh, this is... uh, this the DFLers very quick to break their arms, patting themselves on the back. But again, Esme Murphy at WCCO that she wrote, she put together that report. WCCO TV, Esme not exactly a conservative stooge. Even she's saying, "Yeah, um, nice spin uh, of this is the largest tax cut in Minnesota history, but that doesn't quite mitigate a lot of the increases in taxes and fees that are coming down the pike." So. 
Enjoy it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Or check us out at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Clothes are coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. To be the bad man. To be the sad man. Behind blue eyes. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis. Or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. AM radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. It also delivers vital emergency information when your community needs it most. A new bill in Congress would ensure AM radio stays in your car because when cell and internet services are down, this free emergency service is critical. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Foundations Christian Academy believes in nurturing young minds, shaping hearts, and fostering a strong foundation in Christ. We are an affordable private Christian school in Ham Lake, a passionate community dedicated to empowering families and inspiring students to reach their fullest potential. At Foundations Christian Academy, we recognize that parents are the primary educators in their child's life. That's why we have created a unique partnership model, working hand-in-hand with parents to provide a comprehensive Christ-centered education. Together, we strive to create an environment where your child can flourish academically, spiritually, and personally. Imagine a school where every subject is infused with biblical truth, where your child learns the fundamentals of math, science, and language arts, and the timeless wisdom in God's Word. Our educational curriculum is thoroughly biblical, instilling godly character and values into the hearts of our students. Search for Foundations Christian Academy Ham Lake to discover the difference for your family. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. Here's who we are. We're 15 guys that know a lot about roofing, siding, and gutters. We do a great job replacing shingles on homes and churches in the Twin Cities area and beyond. Look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And you can also check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Again, we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running there, so feel free to leave a comment or question there if you so desire. As always, thank you for tuning in. Hey, speaking of gaslighting on uh, economic issues or selective omission, if you so desire, uh, President Joe Biden, and this is uh, cut number one. Hey, good news. The federal debt has been reduced. Yeah, we've been running a federal, uh, our national debt has been in the uh, eight figure or eight figures, more like about... uh, 11 figures for quite some time. I think it's upwards of over 30 plus trillion dollars, if memory serves. But President Biden cut the national debt. Don't believe me? Cut number one. And unlike the last president in my first two years in office, even with all we've done, I'm the first one to cut the federal debt 
by $1 trillion, $700 billion. $1 trillion, $700 billion cut. Okay. Um, not CNN, which, again, not exactly a conservative bastion, basically calls bullpucky on this. Is, uh, Daniel Dale is the fact checker there. This is false. As the White House implicitly acknowledged in the official transcript by striking through the word debt and replacing it with deficit. Key distinction. As CNN noted in February, when Biden made a near-identical claim, Biden has not reduced the national debt, which is the accumulation of federal borrowing plus interest owed. In fact, the national debt has increased from $27.8 trillion on Biden's first day in office in 2021 to about $32.7 trillion today. Though it's important to note that debt increases are not solely the fault of any current president. It is the federal deficit, the one-year difference between spending and revenues, that declined by roughly $1.7 trillion between fiscal 2020 and fiscal 2022 from about $3.1 trillion to about $1.4 trillion. Okay, all that's true. And people say, okay, well, all right, whatever. At least the deficits have been reduced. That's, not, that's something that not, even, that, that not even Trump has done. Well, here's the thing. He didn't do jack squat to reduce the deficit. He did nothing to reduce the deficit. You know what that was? This was payments that were being made during COVID, the legislation that was passed during the Trump administration for extra government spending during the coronavirus pandemic. Because, you know, they shut basically shut down the country and shut down businesses and people were underemployed or unemployed. And so there were a lot of provisions that were passed to provide people with relief. Well, that COVID spending expired. OK, that had nothing to do with any legislation that the current Congress has passed and Biden signed into law. It was just the COVID spending that was passed during the Trump administration expired. But that doesn't make for a good narrative now, does it? So just thought we'd uh, offer some clarification on that. And again, when CNN comes out and calls it bullpucky, that's when you know uh, the president has kind of stepped in it. Hey, uh, speaking of the president stepping in it, now we've all heard of the awful atrocities taking place in Maui, uh, fires that were caused by some heavy winds that downed some power lines that sparked in some dry brush area and caused some fires where there's been un, there I don't even know what the death toll is now. Many people are still missing. Just an awful situation. And this is Hawaii. This is an island. It's not like you can hurry up, get in your car, get on a interstate, and get the heck out of Dodge. Okay? They're kind of restricted by their location there, quite obviously. And there's a lot of controversy going on with this, particularly how uh, incompetent, gee, what a surprise, incompetent governance in Hawaii, particularly in this region, about how they were more focused on uh, earmarking dollars for a cleaner energy, climate change, and not paying enough to attention for emergency response. Okay? And we see what happens as a result. Well, President Biden, while vacationing in Rehoboth, Beach, Delaware, as he was walking to his vehicle after catching some rays on the beach, he was asked by some reporters, and this is cut number two, he was asked by some reporters for uh, some comment on this. You'll hear, you'll hear the questions uh, shouted, uh, cut number two. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? You, you can't hear him, but he says any any comments on the uh, on the situation in Maui and he said and I quote no no comment really no comment that's it not even uh, walking up to the microphone and saying uh, Dr. Biden and I are, are are devastated by what's happened in Maui we're very concerned we we mourn those who have already lost their lives and obviously 
we're doing everything we possibly can to mitigate the situation, and we just extend our deepest sympathies to those who have lost loved ones and extend our thoughts and prayers. I think thoughts and prayers are appropriate in this situation, right? I would hope. Because we know how uh, how progressives, they turn into that girl from The Exorcist where their head spins around and they spit green vomit whenever you extend thoughts and prayers during a spree killing. So are they are, are they okay here? Well, I'm going to go with it anyways. Not even an extension of thoughts and prayers and, hey, Dr. Biden and I are very concerned and my administration is is keeping me updated every step of the way. But no, not even that. It's like, no, no comment. No comment. This is Joe Biden's Hurricane Katrina moment. You remember that when uh, President George W. Bush in uh, it was the it was August of 2005 when Hurricane Katrina killed. I think it was 1400 Americans. There were people who were on their rooftops spray painting. Please help us. God help us. There were people gathering in the Superdome, you know, where the New Orleans Saints played just to get shelter from the storm. And there was this horrible optics of President Bush, who was at his Texas ranch at the time, and he was going to fly back to Washington. Well, he wanted to make a stop in New Orleans, and as he was overhead, he saw how awful the damage was, and his advisors advised him not to land because it was bad enough trying to coordinate logistics to get people to safety that having Air Force One land in the area, logistically, they wouldn't be able to support it. So they said, Mr. President, it's probably best that you don't land here. Well, he was still flying over New Orleans, and he was looking out the window and surveying the damage and seeing rooftops saying, please help us. We have women and children and pets in here and whatever else. And Okay, and yet you have the president in this luxury jet, Air Force One. Horrible optics. Okay, and I, I, I was a George W. Bush supporter, but even I had to concede, yeah, that, that was just horrible optics. Shouldn't happen that way. And even though presidents, executives, okay, they can't just can't wave a magic wand, snap their fingers, make an executive order, and and all of a sudden there's a big response in place. Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers of bureaucracy that unfortunately plague any presidential administration. Okay, but if if people were going to hold, hold George W. Bush to that standard, uh, why isn't Joe Biden being similarly? raked over the coals for this, especially for a tone-deaf response like that. I, I mean, it's just shocking. And, and I mean, the, the hypocrisy is not shocking. But the tone-deafness of no, no comment? Really? And we'll just, uh, we'll, we have time here. I think, Spencer, I wanted, did you, my cut number three, I wanted you to start about 58 seconds in. I don't know if you got that or not. Okay. Uh, Joe Concha, who write, who's a syndicated reporter, writes for The Hill. He appeared on Fox News. Um, yeah, he invoked uh, Katrina in his screed against uh, President Biden here. This is cut number three. Todd, Joe Biden's strong suit is supposed to be that he is the consoler in chief, that he can actually display empathy because of all the tragedies that have happened in his life. And what did we see over the weekend? For four days, he made no public comment. He is lounging on a beach nearly 5,000 miles away from Maui, and on multiple occasions when a reporter asks, asks them about what the response is in terms of Maui, or any comment on it in any way, shape, or form, where he could have just very easily said, our hearts are with the people of Maui, and I'm giving them everything they need. He responds no comment each time and smiles weirdly afterwards. So either he's completely detached, apathetic, or he's just not with it anymore. Then you hear that, okay, Jill and I, as in the First Lady Jill Biden, plan to travel to Maui at some point. We don't want to get in the way of recovery efforts. He said the same thing about East Palestine, Ohio. And to this day, he has not gone to that disaster zone as well. So we'll see if he goes. But the optics here are horrible. We just mentioned the no comments. The fact that he was on vacation for 10 days, then another four days in Delaware, makes no public comment. And where is he going now? Lake Tahoe, Nevada, for another vacation, Carly. What you were just seeing on your screen is a, a flight that he took yesterday. He flew over directly East over East Palestine, but yep. he said he would go. Like you said, he hasn't been yet. There have been some response, uh, some questions over the response to this tragedy, mm-hmm. local, state, as well as federal. Here's professional surfer Kai Lenny okay, we'll on stop that. Right there. Yeah, we don't need to listen to the surfer guy. Okay, I, I for some reason I thought uh, I think Joe Concha he had he had written a piece invoking President Bush's Katrina response. He didn't mention it there in particular, but yeah. I mean, just like 
President Bush is flying in Air Force One over the flood-ravaged, uh, hurricane-ravaged New Orleans, horrible optics. How is this any better? In fact, I, I could argue it's, it's much worse. In fact, when he said, yeah, yeah, we're going we're gonna to make the effort, we're going to get out there to Hawaii, Dr. Biden and I are going to get out to Hawaii, and then reporters ask, can you tell us about your Hawaii trip? No. He's flat out says no. So he was basically elected uh, with the three C's, competence, uh, credibility, and compassion. And as Josh Kroshauer, writer for Axios, has said many times, multiple times, he's frittered all three away during his administration. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Standard Water Control Systems, your local waterproofing company serving customers in Minnesota and western Wisconsin since 1977. They install and service basement waterproofing, provide foundation repair and stabilization, egress windows and radon mitigation, save $200 off waterproofing, foundation repair and egress windows, $50 off radon mitigation. Standard Water installs year-round. Support your local waterproofing company. Standard Water. Visit standardwater.com, standardwater.com. Unlock a healthy happier you. Join Dr. Carrie Gelb every Saturday at 9 a.m. on Open Your Eyes Radio. With over 30 years of optometry experience, Dr. Gelb explores nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, and sleep for promoting longevity and good health. Tune in to AM 1280 The Patriot for invaluable insights and discover the powerful connection between overall well-being and your eyes. Learn more by visiting drkerrygelb.com. That's D-R-K-E-R-R-Y-G-E-L-B. Embark on a life-changing experience every Saturday at 9 a.m. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And don't forget we have our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page up and running, or at least the live stream up and running at our NARN Facebook page. So, yeah, check us out there. Feel free to leave a comment or question there as well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, I want to take a little transition away from uh, politics here. As you know, uh, many people who have listened to this program, one of my interests also is sports. I like to follow sports, and I always like, you know, feel-good stories within the realm of sports as well, and just feel good stories in general. And uh, I have to admit, I was, uh, pardon the pun, blindsided 
by this particular ESPN story that came up this past week. Retired NFL star Michael Orr, whose supposed adoption out of grinding poverty by a wealthy white family was immortalized in the 2009 movie The Blind Side, petitioned a Tennessee court Monday with allegations that a central element of the story was a lie concocted by the family to enrich itself at his expense. The 14-page petition filed in Shelby County, Tennessee probate court alleges that Sean and Leanne Tui, who took Orr into their home as a high school student, never adopted him. Instead, less than three months after Orr turned 18 in 2004, the petition says, the couple tricked him into signing a document making them his conservators, which gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. The petition further alleges that the Tuies used their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties from an Oscar-winning film that earned more than $300 million, while Orr got nothing for a story that would not have, been, that would not have existed without him. In the years since, the Tuies have continued calling the 37-year-old Orr their adopted son and have used that assertion to promote their foundation as well as Leanne Tuies' work as an author and motivational speaker. The lie of Michael's adoption is one upon which co-conservators Leanne Tui and Sean Tui have enriched themselves at the expense of their ward, the undersigned Michael Orr, the legal filing says. Michael Orr discovered this lie to his chagrin and embarrassment in February of 2023 when he learned that the conservatorship to which he consented on the basis that doing so would make him a member of the Tui family, in fact, provided him no familiar relationship with the Tuies. Dewey family did not immediately return phone calls Monday to numbers listed for them. Their attorney, Steve Ferris, declined comment to ESPN on Monday, saying the family would file a legal response to the allegations in the coming weeks. Well, since then, uh, the Tui family has come out and basically indicated that, look, the whole thing with the conservatorship, that has to do with Michael about to embark on an NCAA football career. Because had he been a lot, had he been part of the deal to write a book and then subsequently a movie about this story, okay, this was go- this was being put together while he was in college. Now, had he derived any money from that, he would have been immediately ineligible from playing college football. So. There was a reason that this document was signed after he was an illegal adult so the family could make business dealings on his behalf to ensure that he could still remain an amateur athlete. You know, he's getting a full-ride scholarship to to Ole Miss, you know, playing college football there. And I I don't remember if he was an All-American or not, but he ended up being drafted in the first round by the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I've seen several interviews with Orr since the Blindside movie was first released in theaters back in 2009. And the one thing that always stood out to me is how adamant he was that the portrayal of him in that movie was pretty exaggerated. Now, if you've seen the movie, he's portrayed as kind of this big, oafish kind of kid who didn't even know how to properly walk in football spikes on a football field. And then, boom, all of a sudden he becomes this sought-after left tackle that was being heavily recruited by the most elite universities in the country. When, in fact, he already was a football player and a pretty good football player in, in in his own right. Another thing that was kind of exaggerated was the where he came from yeah he came from abject poverty father abandoned him mother was addicted to drugs was one of i don't know how many kids a lot of kids didn't really have his own room slept on a mattress on the on the porch where he lived but they made some people were criticizing that it made it sound like he didn't even know what a bed was or a bedroom was or anything like that now again i don't attribute that to the Tuies embellishing this as much as it is Hollywood using their artistic liberties. This is what Hollywood does. Have you remember, do you, you ever see the movie Rudy? Remember the movie Rudy about Rudy Rudiger, a kid grew up in the 70s, uh, worshipped Notre Dame football, 
was a good high school player, but he was a small he was small for his size, so he had no shot to even be a football player at community college, much less University of Notre Dame, okay, which is a the elite college football program in the country back in the 1970s. But yet it was his dream, and he never let go of it, and he got to get into a football game and ended up making a, a tackle in a, in a football game, just playing mop-up duty. Well, there was a scene in that movie, Rudy, where a lot of the upperclassmen grew so fondly of Rudy and his work ethic and his heart for the game and his love for the team and the university that these upperclassmen went to Coach Dan Devine's office and took their jerseys and put it on his desk and say, if Rudy doesn't play, I'm not going to play. And they all said, we won't play unless Rudy plays. Okay? That never happened. Okay, it's a great moment. It's even a tear-jerking moment. It didn't happen that way. This is Hollywood taking what is already a good story, a compelling story, and blowing it up to making this just unbelievable story. Okay? So I guess Hollywood didn't think Michael Orr's story of, hey, he was a bright kid, a good kid, never got in any trouble. He just needed to have a better environment. Because think about it. If you're a kid growing up in rampant poverty, not even sure you're going to get a warm mattress to sleep on that night, not even sure what condition your custodial parent is going to be in on a given night, academics are probably the furthest thing from your mind. So, really, Mike Lohr was just given a place to where he didn't have to worry about where his next meal was coming from. He didn't have to worry about whether he'd have a comfortable place to sleep. Once those were taken care of, guess what? He thrived academically once he got some guidance on how to engage in better study habits. So, again, I don't think this is you can lay that at the at the feet of the Tuies the way he was depicted in the blind side. That was more artistic liberties. Even the the author of the book, Michael Lewis, who wrote the book The Blind Side. Okay, the movie didn't really accurately depict his book. It was based on his book, but it didn't follow it to the letter. It obviously again, as Hollywood does, took artistic liberties. And again, uh, Sean Tuie, well, he had a quote about that, about, hey, uh, what's what's the deal with Michael signing a con- conservatorship? Well, Michael, or excuse me, Sean Tuie told uh, the online Memphian in an interview Monday that the family sought conservatorship to avoid violating NCAA recruiting rules since he, a former Ole Miss basketball player, could be classified as a booster. Here's his quote. Michael was obviously living with us for a long time, and the NCAA didn't like that, too, he told the publication. They said the only way Michael could go to Ole Miss was if he was actually part of the family. I sat Michael down and told him, if you're planning to go to Ole Miss or even considering Ole Miss, we think you have to be part of the family. This would do that legally. Okay? So whether they were saying this to kind of put up a smoke screen, obfuscation, whatever. That was kind of how they how they spun it. Now, here's kind of my perspective on this. Orr's not played in the NFL since week three of the 2016 season. I look back. He was with the Carolina Panthers in 2016, and their week three opponent was the Vikings. I remember that game. That was a week three of the season. Like I said, the Vikings got eight sacks of Cam Newton. One sack in particular was Daniil Hunter, who's still with the Vikings, thank God. Uh, he was a young stud defensive end at the time. He, I, I posted the clip at bradcarlson.org. I wrote a post about this on my blog. Daniil Hunter bowled over Michael Orr to sack Cam Newton for a safety. And he knocked him down, and as he was running by Orr, who was flat on his back, Daniil Hunter accidentally kneed Orr in the head. Now, when you've got a nearly 300-pound defensive end going full speed and he knees you in the head, you're going to get your bell rung. And Orr left the game with a concussion and literally never played in the NFL again. So the Vikings essentially ended his career. Well, near a seven-plus-year career, Orr probably made eight figures as a player. And he's written two books since his career was ended. What's the percentage of NFL players that go broke after they within a couple of years after they leave the NFL? I think it's close to fifty percent. I think it's close to half. So you got to wonder: Was Michael Orr himself 
having financial issues. And obviously the Tui family, very well, they were a wealthy family even before all of this. Okay, I think Sean was a big deal with uh, Border Foods, the company that oversees Taco Bell and all those other restaurants. Okay, they were already a very wealthy family. Okay, in fact, uh, their daughter Collins married a guy who is the son of Fred Smith, who is the chairman of FedEx. Okay, I don't think any members of the family are living check to check. Okay, so it's possible that Orr is on hard times financially. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. So Jason Whitlock, who writes for the Blaze now, he's a long time he was a longtime sports writer down in Kansas City and has recently taken up a career talking about the culture on the Blaze. His contention is that this is or merely taking an opportunity to kind of renegotiate his contract. And the family's son, Sean Tuey Jr., SJ He's come out and said, you know what? I have a text thread among the family members that where Michael kind of insinuates a few years ago he already knew he wasn't officially adopted. So the fact that he's saying now that he only learned of this in February doesn't really pass muster. Oh, and also, uh, we have conversations where he came to us and said, hey, I want $15 million. Otherwise, I'm going to go public with how you used me to enrich yourselves. Now, that's a pretty strong allegation, and that may come out in the legal filings, the legal response that the Tui family files. Uh, my my contention is, is that, like I said, in the myriad of interviews I've seen or give, I got a sense that he was growing weary of being viewed as little more than a young guy that was propped up by a rich white family. Because think about it. He accomplished a lot on his own. This family, yeah, they did a lot for him. They gave him a house. They gave him shelter. They gave him, you know, tutoring and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But once he got on the football field, what he did on the football field was of his own ability. And guess what? He played well enough at Ole Miss to be a first-round draft pick by the Baltimore Ravens in 2009. Three years later, he was a member, a very valuable member, of the Super Bowl 47 champion Ravens, where he was the left tackle, okay? So he was probably getting the perception that people didn't judge him on his own merits, and was that a likely growing source of frustration? And when it became that, and he learned that he wasn't adopted, never legally adopted, I'm guessing he had somebody whispering in his ear that he could use that supposed betrayal to his advantage. Again, this is just my independent observation here. And another interesting factoid, and then we'll have to go to a break here. He recently, his second book came out, and it was less than two weeks ago. He was on Good Morning America. He did an interview with Good Morning America's Robin Roberts about his latest book. Forget the name of it. It's the second book he's written. I thought it was curious. He didn't once mention the Tui family, and he was not once asked about it. And then a week later, this lawsuit comes out. So I ha- you have to wonder if beforehand he said to Robin Roberts, hey, I know that's a big part of my story. A lot of people want to ask me about it. Uh, for legal reasons, I-, I can't talk about it. I'm not at liberty to talk about it. Again, all speculation on my part. But I find it curious that the Tui family was not invoked once in that interview about a new book that he had coming out. Did he even mention the Tui family in his latest book? I'm guessing not, considering that this lawsuit was months in the making, if you believe what Michael Orr said, that he learned this factoid in February, that he was not legally adopted. So uh, to me, it's a shame that a once mutually loving relationship has devolved into this ugly and very public legal battle. So obviously my hope is for both sides, for cooler heads to prevail and that an amicable settlement can be reached, and hopefully uh, it can be reached quietly. But, you know, it's a shame. Sometimes when these stories seem too good to be true, they almost are. I mean, I don't doubt that the basic framework of the story, taking this young man in and just giving him guidance and and just, apply, uh, you know, a solid foundation helped him do so many other things. Because I've seen, again, shortly after the movie came out, the family patriarch, Sean Tui, came out and said, look, When we got him, it was very apparent he was a good kid. He was already a good kid, good, smart kid. We just didn't want to screw him up. We just wanted to give him food, shelter, whatever else, and he took it from there. All right? 
So I always got the sense from day one that the Tui family didn't want a bunch of credit for what he had accomplished, and they were always very humble about it. Again, my perception uh, could be wrong, but a lot of allegations being thrown around. But again, my hope is it could be settled amicably. So one final segment coming up on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we go where you go. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You want to feel important. You want to feel a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We felt that way too. I'm 2nd Lieutenant Logan Swanson from Rosemount, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people, just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard and aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Get ready to be inspired. You're invited to Minnesota Family Council's annual dinner on Friday, September 8th with keynote speaker, Senator James Lankford, one of our nation's foremost pro-life champions. Go to mfc.org and click the banner to register now. Listeners today can get a special discount on tickets using promo code radio at checkout. That's promo code radio when you register now at mfc.org. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network on a stick. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities invites you to the Minnesota GOP booth for a special state fair broadcast. Hear from Patriot hosts Mitch Berg, Brad Carlson, and Jack Tomzak, as well as Minnesota Republican leaders. Saturday the 26th from 1 to 5, live on the Patriot. Sponsored by Money Matters with Alan Mike, Open Your Eyes Radio, and the Hitner Group, Coldwell Banker Realty. More than 80 million Americans count on AM radio stations like this one for news, weather updates, and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country. But some people want to remove AM radio from new cars being manufactured, and we cannot let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. It also faces action in the U.S. House. Your U.S. Senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want their support to keep AM radio strong, vibrant, and available to you in your car. This is your chance to stand up and be heard. And you can text AM to 52886. Just text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support AM radio. Text AM to 52886. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit makemeafirefighter.org. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. One final segment on the broadcast. Thank you, as always, uh, for tuning in. And again, as the uh, as the ad you just heard indicated, yeah, Mitch, Jack, and myself will all be out at the Minnesota State Fair for a Northern Alliance Radio Network Super Show this Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. We will be broadcasting live from the Republican Party of Minnesota booth. Uh, it's right near the w- right next door to the WCCO radio booth and Sweet Martha's Cookies. I'm assuming it's still there. I literally haven't been to the fair since 2018. Okay, so I'm assuming that's all still in the same area, but you can look up the MNGOP booth. Stop on out, say hello, and uh, we uh, we have a few guests that will probably be joining us. Again, when it's a state fair broadcast, we always kind of wing it, and with the three of us, Jack, Mitch, and myself, uh, there's not a shortage of things to talk about, that's for sure. There hasn't been a shortage of things to talk about. Um, how long have I been doing this show? 12 years? Yeah. There's not been a shortage of things to talk about, that is for certain, so... Hope you check us out at the fair again. That's this Saturday, 1 to 5 p.m. at the Republican Party of Minnesota booth. Mitch Berg, Jack Tomzik, and myself, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Super show. 
Uh, we only have a couple of minutes to go, so we want to take a quick call on line one. Jack from Woodbury. Jack, go ahead. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad, how are you? I've missed you when you're on vacation. I appreciate it. Another Thank great you. show. Appreciate Another it. Another great show. You're always right about Trump. Uh, as far as our governor, I don't see any money, but my sister, who sometimes works two to three jobs just to get by, was hoping for more, and she got her whopping $260. So, mm. so much for Mr. Walls. And uh, I just want to say another great show. Thank you. Do well. It's nice to have you back. And uh, life is what it is, apparently. So uh, good to hear from you. Amen. Thank you, Jack. We appreciate the call. Thank you, as always, for those kind words. I don't get a lot of that these days about how I'm right about Trump. I don't I don't get a lot of that on this radio station. And I understand, look, I... You know, again, people, I'm not trying to be uh, overly antagonistic or, or anything like that. I get it. I have Trump supporters in my audience, and if you want to call in, tell me I'm full of crap. I'm I'm fine with that. I really am. Uh, I just have genuine concerns about the state of our republic, and I'm going to make my case why I don't believe Donald Trump is the right person for that. That's that's all. And if you want to call up and disagree with me and tell me I'm full of crap and and explain to me why I'm wrong, I, I, I'd be glad to hear. In fact, I hope uh, uh, Dan from Hopkins calls back again, as well as Mark from St. Louis Park. I know Mark loves uh, Donald Trump. These guys are two of my favorite callers because they've been with me for a long, long time, and, and I never want our disagreements to get in the way of them listening and, and, and them calling in and, and whatever else because uh, that's what we should be having is robust disagreement. We shouldn't be trying to squelch dissent or, or differing opinions, okay? Let, okay, let the progressives do that. I don't want conservatives to get that reputation as, as tw- trying to squelch voices and things that they don't hear. But uh, like I said, you get an opportunity to see us live this Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Republican Party of Minnesota booth. It'll be Northern Alliance Radio Network Super Show. And again, first time I've been to the fair since 2018. So uh, be curious to see how different it is. I hope it's not dramatically different. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to the fair. I like what I like. I like my cheese curds. I like my Prano Pups, whatever else. So um, that much is going to be uh, stay the same and looking forward to that. So as always, folks, I've enjoyed it. Am 12 the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the Closing time, turn all of the lights on over. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. The Patriot is proud to air the Pledge of Allegiance every weekday morning. If you're a veteran, current service member, or a first responder, we would like to honor your service by having you recite the pledge. If you're interested, please call us today and we'll book a time for you to visit our studios. The number is 651-289-4410. That's 651-289-4410. Then join us for the pledge each weekday morning at 730. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Mike Gallagher, pro-life. Dan Coulter has a warning that by the time Republicans wake up to the reality of abortion politics, there will be no elected Republicans left. And Anne is right. Hate to break it to you, we have now lost in every single state on abortion issues since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Republican women are going to vote Democrat on this issue of abortion restrictions. And I hate it. I'm talking Republican women, not, you know, blue-haired progressive hippie women. Leave my body alone. That's what they're saying. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. 
we noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They re ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.